I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host and man with an irrational fear of velvety top hats, Jeff. <laughs> and I'm your host, Jeff. And uh, with us today, we've got the whole team. So start off, we've got producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Doctor is in the house. Aloha. And uh, back from his East Coast uh, journey, slow-mo. Check one, two, check one, two. All right. Thank you for joining us. If appropriate, we hope you have also poured yourself a cold beer, preferably tonight a porter. Uh, yeah, tonight we're going to be focusing on unique porters that we've been collecting over the last couple of weeks. Uh, winter is coming, so that makes sense is that we dedicate an episode to porters and then another one later on for stouts. We don't get a lot of seasonal beers here in San Diego. We have to go abroad a little bit to find some. Even though the temperature will drop down to an average of about 66 degrees for three or four <laughs> whole weeks once we get deep in the Almost sock weather. Yeah, nighttime averages can get, I mean, down to the mid-50s. Mid-50s yeah. yeah, it's tough. So, end of autumn, it's a season of change, and that will be our theme for tonight's podcast, Porters and Change. So speaking of porters, uh, we're going to start off with a uh, porter from a new brewery that I went to uh, up in the Sonoma County called Hen House Brewing. Really cool brewery. Um, they actually have uh, uh, the brewery is in, uh, I believe it's Santa Rosa. And then the um, tasting room that I went to, which is in Petaluma, uh, right across the street from Lagunitas. Uh, but very cool place. You go in there and one of the coolest things I liked about it is we, we ordered a flight just because we wanted to taste a bunch of their different beers. And they brought it to the table and then walked us through each of the beers as we tasted them, which you don't uh, usually get that kind cool. of uh, wow, you know, customer service. service. So very yeah. cool. And uh, so I, I actually brought back uh, this porter and then I brought back a couple of stouts that I'll share with you guys at one of the later ones as well. So this one is uh, kind of just a traditional porter, uh, oatmeal porter. Uh, it's known as an American porter. I've, I've actually seen it. It says 6.7% here on the can, but I've seen it uh, rated as high as 7%. So I think it kind of fluctuates maybe on their, their production, but uh, somewhere in that range. Um, and uh, I also like the fact that they call their tasting room the Palace of Barrels. Nice. Well, cheers. So cheers. 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 Mm, smells good. It does. I, so back I'm a to, big fan of porters. Yeah. Oh, and I think here. perfectly like on a, on a cold evening. Actually, on a warm evening, too. I'm good with it as well. But <laughs> uh, So we've covered uh, porters a little bit earlier. We had some questions, I think, from uh, some of our listeners. Um, we talked about Mr. Harris Porter being a part of our revolutionary past, and really it's kind of the preferred drink of our founding fathers. Uh, so to kind of go back and do a little history on it again, porters originally hailed from London, while stouts trace their origins to Ireland. So that's the big difference there, because that's the question that always comes up. What's the difference between a porter and a stout? Um, and I will say, you know, in, in everything you look at and every, everything you read and talk to and everything else is that uh, the differences uh, between these two have become very blurred over time. Um, typically... Uh, porters use malted barley and stouts are primarily made from like an unmalted roasted um, par- barley. Porters tend to be a bit fruitier, sweeter, less bitter than stouts with the cocoa and caramel flavors to balance out the dark malt bitterness. Uh, stouts are usually hoppier, drier, maltier, and more coffee forward and may even have a touch of acidity in there. Um, that being said, uh, you can find stouts now that have the characteristics of porters and vice versa. So I think that's why it's become very difficult and really the, the kind of the underlying statement that I saw or the one that kind of maybe best depicts where, where we are currently when the difference between porters and stouts is that it seems that the most important factor now is just um, what the brewer feels like calling it. If they say, hey, this is, I made this porter, it's going to be called a porter. If they already have a really good yeah. stout. Yeah, I, made this, I made this stout and it's a stout now. So I think that's kind of uh, where we are now. All right. Well, it's one of my favorites. I remember we talked about Mr. Harris. That's the one that uh, George Washington would have brought up to the front Correct. For, yeah. for him and his officers. Yeah. And the name Porter comes from the popularity of the dark ale in London in the early 1700s. It was a favorite among the working class folks, especially the men who worked moving cargo on and off the rivers, and they were known as porters. And soon enough, uh, their favorite beer was also called a porter. So this this is fantastic. This mm-hmm. is a good sign of things to come for tonight with this Hen House Brewing Oatmeal Porter. It's got everything you want in it, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's got. I mean, first of all, the, the, I always think we got to look at it, right? It's got the nice dark feel. It's got the, the the nice head on the top when you pour it. 
and um, you know you taste it and that first taste it's got kind of that smokiness a little bit of the chocolatey uh, taste in it and a very smooth finish and it's the oatmeal stout so it's got a, it's a little bit not harsh isn't the right word right but it's got a little bite in it yeah. as well as opposed to some we're gonna try later where you get more of that dessert porter where they've added something you know a little sweeter well I'm glad we're starting with yeah. this one it's a it's a little bit of it's not a meal it's not heavy at all no but it, it's full of flavor but at 6.7 percent um, I think it could catch up to you pretty quick if you started to pound these things. <laughs> well, these are not we, these are not pouch po- uh, porch pounders as they call them. <laughs> yes. Not nice. Do we have another way, way of saying crushable and yes. chuggable? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I learned porch, that on this trip, so I'm trying to bust that out and yeah. use it. I'm yeah. trying to incorporate it into my daily vernacular yeah. to see it's if I can make it. Uh, seems very nice. natural. It's like yeah. when I speak Spanish. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty it close. It'd be great perfectly. on one of those nice Southern California cold winter nights. Yes. That we spoke of. Like tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Freezing. I had to wear long sleeves. I know. I put socks on. I'm serious. I have to wear shoes today. Yeah. <laughs> well, a porter, great start with the porters. We're also to a few words on change, starting with, a, I'm a word guy, metathesia phobia, the fear of change. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Metathesis means to put in a different order and uh, brings to mind the quote, the only constant in life is change by Heraclitus. We know the older we get, the more scary change is. Just look mm-hmm. at our parents and grandparents if you want proof of that. Old people are terrified of change, but not us. No. Nope. Uh, we have a Kaizen principle, and that's a, that's a principle that, we've, that, that I kind of live by, that change is good. Learn to appreciate small, never-ending changes that will develop into improvements. That's been a guiding philosophy of, of mine in my life uh, as a parent, as a husband, as a, in my other profession. Uh, it's been a guiding philosophy of what we're doing here. Uh, we Look at us. We're learning to appreciate Heffenweisen's. We have been mm. trying Belgians. Yeah. We have been enjoying mm. sours. Yes. Who no. would have thought that back yeah. in June? Who would have thunk it? Yeah. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> uh, and honestly, we look over what we're doing with each podcast. We're listening to your comments. Uh, we're talking to people that are listening and, and finding ways to make it better listening experience for you and a better drinking experience for us. <laughs> and in this way, we fight off the temptation to grow old and fear change, fueling our youthful immaturity with brews from the ever-changing beer scene. So we dedicate tonight's podcast to the theme of change. Remember, as Gandhi famously advised, beer the change you want to see in the world. I'm pretty sure that's how it is. That's sounds right. Memory. Sounds right. It's true. Beer changes how I see the world. Uh, the more beers... <laughs> I have the more my vision change <laughs> changes. So cheers. Cheers. Well yeah. done. Well done. So as you mentioned earlier, we had to go uh, beer hunting uh, for porters, which of course gave us a chance to learn about some new beers and some new breweries. So the next one I brought actually comes all the way uh, from Canada. Oh. And so this oh, is Beauty, eh? Beauty, eh? exactly. Yeah. This is uh, <laughs> this is from a brewery called Driftwood. Um, brewery and it was very interesting because I, I went there more on a, on a sign I saw so well, that's a really cool I like their logo so I said I gotta find this place and I walked in and it's honestly as far as the the tasting room it's this probably the smallest tasting room I've ever been you could probably fit six seven people in there comfortably um, they actually do not all they are allowed to do is uh, do tasting uh, so you get flights like little tasters of each of their beers but you can try their beers um, but the great part about it to me that I loved was that you take they, they had six beers on tap so you buy a taster flight of all six beers, and it costs $5 Canadian. So honestly, nice. the cheapest flight I've ever purchased. Oh, nice. uh, you take wow. the exchange rate, and I mean, pretty much they're paying you to drink. Yeah. Can I get nice. five tasters of the same thing and just bring <laughs> yeah. my own pint glass? You might be able to do that. I don't know. I didn't try that. But, uh, but so they had, about, they, they had a bunch of uh, pretty really good beers, and, and uh, um, actually very heavy, much more on the hoppier side. All of their beers were definitely you know IPAs, double IPAs. And, so that's and, big in Canada, too? Apparently everywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, West Coast, I believe, is the West Coast IPN. This was on, the, on Vancouver Island. So, uh, but they had this. I tried this. This was probably my favorite beer that I had of them, and it's called Blackstone Porter. Um, and Blackstone Porter is um, a, uh, it, it's what it says, it's a London-style porter. So it's more of a, it's got, it says, distinguished by a bittersweet chocolate character derived from a select blend of caramel uh, black and chocolate malts. So I'll go ahead and pass this around. Let's Excellent. crack this one. All right. Well, before I get to that, I want to give one more thank you and uh, nice congratulations enough. to Hen House Brewing Company for what you're doing because that was fantastic. Now I'm disappointed about editing. Get over to that one, Jeff. You'll get a chance to go back. I'm pretty I think sure so. at some Probably. point. 
Spend any time in wineries while you're up there? You know, I actually <laughs> went. I went to one, and I kind of used it as a uh, as a place to detox a little bit. Because, uh, you know, surprisingly enough, I was very fortunate to hit a lot of breweries while I was up north. And uh, surprise, surprise. And so at one point, I kind of said, uh, you know what? My wife's like, let's go to a winery. And I said, okay, we'll go check one out, so I can sit there and drink water for a couple for a half hour until we went to the next brewery. So. So yeah, so this one basically their explanation. Well, I don't believe for a second that you got your wife in and out of a winery. Yeah, and a half hour. Yeah, right. Somebody's telling all time. Sense of time was not there, but uh, actually, no. What saved us is we went in and they were closing in a half hour. So I know we got out of half hour. All right, and that wasn't by choice. But in the now in the future. That will yeah. be my plan. I will look at closing <laughs> times and say, search. oh, yeah. that, what, brewer, what winery can we go to? Well, let me look at closing times, and that'll tell <laughs> you don't us tell which, your wife that. Yeah, which winery we can go to. So um, <laughs> basically, this says here, it's a drinkable platform to explore dark malt. The Blackstone Porter has ample body to support the flavors of chocolate and coffee derived from dark specialty malts. It says a surprisingly quaffable session porter. So quaffable, again, is a, um, what do we call that? Synonym? Synonym. Uh, yes, synonym. Uh, session porter, and it's the perfect companion to good conversation when the rain is lashing at the windows. Blackstone porter is available seasonally during the colder months. So for them up there, that's probably like 11 months of the year. If it was made yes. down here, it'd be available maybe in December. Right. So, so here you go. So Blackstone weeks. porter from Driftwood. Cheers. 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 Salute. And this one's very dark. Salty. Like if you look at it, it is yeah. very dark. Well, I like nice. this. I like this one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little different taste. This one's a little more bitter, I think. And I think that's what they talked about. Kind of they had yeah. more of that bitter, bittersweet chocolate. Yeah, no sweetness in it. No. But I, I like that. It's got the, it does, it's a little more bitter. And it kind of has like unsweetened, if you ever as a kid, you saw yeah, the yeah. unsweetened <laughs> cocoa and you yeah, snuck yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Packaging looked right. But, <laughs> but it has some of that to it. Yeah. It does. And, and, but it also has some hops in it. So if you yeah. like a little and bitterness, was- hop, hoppiness coming through, it sure has it. That's oh, nice. nice. That's nice. excellent choice. So I wonder, it says London style, so I wonder if this is something anywhere near what the uh, original porters the original. were like, or is this just what porters are like in London now? That's a, that's a great question. We should probably do some investigation. We should interview a porter. Yes. Oh, yes. That, that's the way to do it. Nicely played, doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. I was enjoying my, I was enjoying my Blackstone Porter so much. I forgot I'm supposed to move us forward, but I really like porters. What was that about? It's my working class yeah. background, yeah. you know. It's going to be a slow working class bloke like myself. Yeah. Uh, social media plugs. As you must know, since you're listening right now, we are on Spotify as well as Apple Music, Facebook, and Podbean. Please subscribe, rate us, leave a comment. Joe, you're telling me that leaving a comment is important. Yes. Yes. Okay. Share uh, our podcast with your beer drink, drinking friends. Like and follow us on social media. We are closing in on 2,000 downloads, I think around 1750. 1797. Uh-oh. We're oh, on our way. Oh, you could be the number. one that puts us over the yeah, edge. Right. Listeners, keep sharing. We want 2,000 downloads by the end of the year. We keep changing that, by the way. Yeah. One time was if we could have 500. Yeah. If we could it's have 1,000. No, raising it's 2,000. We don't have much time bar. left. <laughs> Uh, we need your help to make it happen. We are close. Uh, out, get out there and share. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter. I like beer the po one, and I like beer the ta one. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at I like beer the podcast, and I like beer the talent. I feel free to direct message us through any of those formats. Go old school. Shoot us an email at I like beer the podcast at gmail dot com. We haven't had a letter from listener in a couple, so true, it, it's yeah. time. And as all, oh, what's and, the open seat for? Oh, yeah. And as always, uh, you can also uh, friend us on Untapped. Uh, yes. And we've been picking up some new friends, which we're very excited uh, about across the country and actually internationally uh, after our international episode. So uh, I am, I like uh, Beer the Talent. Uh, I am, I like Beer the Podcast. And again, as always, there's an open seat for our local <laughs> Untapped legend, Mike Lopez. And word has it, he will be here for our first podcast, uh, podcast release of 2020. I don't believe it. He doesn't exist. <laughs> He's going to be right here uh, on Unique Night. Yes. Uh, he will be here, Doctor. And where can they find you on Untapped, Doctor? I like beer, the Doctor. All right. Send out some friend requests and share our podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for toast, roast, and pour one out.
Oh, we're toasting with. Oh, I found this one. I'm pretty excited about it. I didn't try it. It's been sitting in the fridge for two weeks. This is Hangar 24 Chocolate Porter. Is that correct? Is that the one we got there? Yes, that's what we got. One, yeah. All right. Let me give you some notes it's on it. I was pretty interested in this brewery, and it's not that far away. It's up in Redlands, California. So it's in SoCal, east of L.A., near San Bernardino. Owner Ben Cook has a passion for flying. He used to meet his buddies at Hangar 24 at the Redlands Municipal Airport, where they tell stories, play music, and share their home-brewed creations. So I just like that. They're drinking beer and telling stories. And it was here that the idea to open a brewery came to light. Uh, this is their chocolate bomber, 8%. Keeping that oh, that boy. theme, yeah. <laughs> forty-seven Oof. IBU. That's why it's called a bomber. <laughs> yep, winner of four silver silver medals, including two from the Cal State Fair competitions. They use two types of chocolate malt and raw cocoa nibs or cocoa nibs. Whole Tahitian vanilla beans are added post fermentation. It's aged specifically for complexity and richness. It's supposed to be sipped. Oh, At 8%, that's okay. probably a good idea. Yeah, sorry, uh, Joe. So you, <laughs> sip, Joe. Sip. I'm taking this right Next off, right right off down, the website. Slow down, slow down. Next floor, yeah. Sip so you can contemplate the layers of sweetness. So cheers. 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 I would say, see, like on this one, I don't think it's as dark. You can kind of see no, you can see a little right more through. brownness. And it's yeah. got, if you put up the light, it's definitely got a little more caramel look to it. It doesn't have a whole lot of aroma to it. Chocolate and vanilla in there. Yes. I, just, I didn't get the vanilla on the other ones, and you can definitely taste the vanilla on this one. Definitely sweeter, yeah. maybe a little sweeter yeah. than I like. Yeah, I, agree. Yeah, I like the bitterness of the other two for a straight-up porter. This is, but for sipping, as my last drink of the yeah. night. Yeah, it's a dessert porter. It's a dessert. Yeah, that's exactly definitely. what it is. Yeah. It's like a glass of port. Yeah. Um, at the end of the night, something to, to sip, but a little sweet for my day-to-day day drinking. <laughs> but much better than definitely a port. A for the female. Yes. Porter. I actually <laughs> had my first port at that winery. Oh, you didn't did care it. for it? Yeah, I like. I like this. Yeah, I like this better. I'll be honest with you. A lot of malt in this one too. So that's a little bit on the caramel, uh, just a little bit too it, it's much. It's kind on of the got caramel. almost to a, towards the amber side. Like it tastes, you can yeah. taste the caramel like, a, like in an amber. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so I give that a, that's a three, five. Well, those other ones were solidly in the four range for me. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I'm not a giant fan of sweet. I do like chocolate in my, in my stouts and porters, right. but I don't care for the sweet as much. Yeah. And that so. one's just a little too sweet for me. Different. So before we start though, on the, uh, the uh, toast roast pour one out, I got a toast update. Um, oh. I know you guys have been yeah. waiting. I know, I'm sure you guys probably all watch I, I, this. I know, I know what I, we're waiting for. I'm sure for. you guys probably all watch yeah. this, but uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won the Grey Cup. Oh! Uh, 33 to 12 <laughs> uh, over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Hey, what's that guy's name? So Chris Matthews yes. Yes. can wear pants again. Uh, so there you go. Gosh, and you know, Chris. doctor, who's most happy about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Darla. Yeah. Yeah. Darla. Darla, yeah. my wife. So there you go. So I just 100%. thought I'd throw that out before we get into our, uh, our real toast, toast for the night, but that was just a toast update. Good update. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Darla Matthews. So, so <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first on this one because Jeff, I know you have. I think one of an epic toast here. So I'm gonna go before you, if that's all right. Do you mind? Right ahead. I'm drinking yes. more of this Blackstone right. Porter. Sounds good. So, <laughs> oh, you've gone backwards. Yes. Speaking of changes, <laughs> so, so here we go. So I'm toasting Disney, and I'm not usually a guy to go. I, lo- I love Disneyland. I think Disney's a great place, but usually I'm not going to look for a, a big conglomerate to toast. Uh, but I thought this was a really neat story. And uh, so for all those people that are, uh, you know, Disney haters and talk about them kind of swooping up everything, um, this, is, this is something cool that they did. So um, they... Uh, basically, the toast is here for them for granting the dying wish of a Star Wars fan. So there was uh, a, a, an individual that was uh, on hospice, and his dying wish was that he wanted to watch the newest movie in the Star Wars franchise, um, The Rise of Skywalker, with his young son ahead of its re- release date. And, uh, and basically, the, uh, you know, the, the word that came from the people in the hospice that were taking care of him was just saying that, hey, he's being treated, and time is not on his side for that mid-December release date. So word got out to Disney... And they responded, and they actually set up a, a movie preview for him nice. and his family at the hospice, cool. that uh, awesome. and that's pretty cool. I thought that was really neat of them to kind of step up and, and, uh, and do something really nice for this, this gentleman and then his, his son and give him that last uh, kind of dying wish. I toast you stealing my toast. Oh, sorry. About <laughs> that. Yeah, well, nice. I figured actually with a Star Wars and a Disney toast, it, we're going to probably overlap at some point. Yes. So, yeah. But yes. 
All right. Well, that, that's nice. That, <laughs> that's nice. Disney's always yeah. looking out for the little guy, but mm. I, you know. But thank you for bringing that. That's that's yeah. Cool. I thought yeah, that, that was, was nice. That's, that's a, a nice cool. Disney toast. Nor- cool. toast. Normally, it's Disney has crushed some other small business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, they uh, they uh, took care of. They someone. showed up. They showed up. Uh, I have a toast as well. Um, this was when I found this. I just knew this had to be part of of what we're doing tonight. And I don't want to pretend like I know anything about rugby. My wife and I spent a weekend. Uh, at a brew fest at a casino trying to watch rugby without any help trying to figure it out and after the weekend I knew no more about rugby than I did at the beginning (laughs) Uh, but I saw this rugby team had just lost a big game disappointing game and Joe Marler rugby player came out with the mother of all cliches (laughs) and instead of trying to explain it I'm gonna let Mr. Marler do it himself I wasn't hurting as much as the lads who were, who were out there, but I definitely felt it, and I know how how hard the boys have taken that. Um, be disappointed with the account that they that we put out, but uh, we got another week to to get back on the horse, you know, and take that horse to the water. <laughs> and you can ask that horse. You can say, "Hey, horsey, do you want do you want to have a drink, or do you want to swim?" Yeah, and it's up to that horse to then realise. Uh-huh. What he wants to do in his life, sure. and that horse at the moment wants to go out on Saturday. He wants to <laughs> clippity clop all the way to the stoop. And he wants to say hello to those fans, and he goes, and he goes, "I'm sorry about the result last week, but I'm going to give a better performance here at home against Bath." He's a slightly Irish horse, um, so we're looking forward to, like I say getting back on that horse and are you looking forward to getting back on the horse six months since we lost or are you I don't like horses I can't ride <laughs> I don't ride <laughs> Joe Marler uh, rugby player uh, wordsmith uh, yes cliche <laughs> maker uh, clippity clop clippity clop clippity clop I love when it turns to present it's, and the horse goes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a slightly <laughs> Irish he's horse, a slightly Irish horse. Do, do they drink <laughs> while they're playing rugby or what oh what would hope I think concussions may be something there might be a few concussions he's a slightly Irish horse that's had a few porters. Do you want to go for a yeah. swim or do you want to yeah. go for a drink? <laughs> drink. You want to go for a drink? You want to go for a swim? You got to ask yourself. Yeah, that. you do that. Flippity <laughs> clop. Oh. Oh. Well, I've got a toast uh, tying into our international theme from Joe. So I want to toast our uh, listeners. And I have an update on our international stats, Whoa. which are flying. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. So here we go. We have uh, 45 downloads from Canada. Nice. 22 from France, four from Germany, two from Spain, two from Mexico, two from Norway, one from Austria. Thanks, Jurgen, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and one from Poland. Thanks, one of my relatives. <laughs> so, so, toast to our yeah, international. Toast to all our inter- I don't know how to say that. Salud and whatever so, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. However all else you say in all the prost and whatever, what else we got. All, all of them. them. Salty. All of them. Yeah. So, yeah. salty. Yeah. Clippity clop and uh, <laughs> whatever clop. else you say. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, you know, when I get to the water, I think I will drink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to swim. I'm going to swim and right. drink. There you go. There. That's it for Toast. Who's got a roast? I got a roast. A lot of you have heard this one. Even if you're not a sports fan, you're going to find this pretty interesting. So it's a, it's a football game. It's a rivalry between Mississippi State and Ole Miss called the Egg Bowl. And uh, time is right, running down. Mississippi State's up 21 to 14. Ole Miss is, you know, last play of the game, like five seconds left. They throw a touchdown pass, so they're one point down now, ready to kick their extra point. But what happened? The receiver that caught the, the pass, made the touchdown, he proceeds to crawl like a dog, lift his leg in urinating fashion right in front of the referee <laughs> who, who did not appreciate his leg lifting, threw a flag. What did that mean? Well, the extra point had to be moved back. It's not an easy kick. Probably should have been made. But anyways, the kicker missed the extra point. They lost by a point. They lose the egg bowl because of the urinating dog lift leg lifting. As they should. The coach you know, gets fired a couple of days later. It's like, wow, that is a roast. Yeah, that is. <laughs> That's a great touchdown celebration. That's classy, though. I thought, okay, he'd lift his leg. He'd crawl over the, the goalpost maybe and lift his leg. But no, just right in the middle of the end zone, yeah. lifts his leg. Did his, yeah. The old Dale Beckham. He did the okay. same one. Okay, yeah. well, one, yeah. maybe Ole Miss is not as classy as I've been led to believe. <laughs> no. There you go, Eli Manning. 
<laughs> that was a good roast. Yeah. And, well, we need a beer for a pour one out, don't we? We do. So, slow-mo, what'd you bring? Well. No, I not know. yet. Not no. yet. Oh, oh you brought, that one. You brought that two one. beers. Brought, I did. Yeah. I did. I think I'm here to help. Would you like you to are, tell us about you what are. you brought? Well, I brought uh, one close to home here, a uh, little Latitude 33. Mm. Um, they have what they call a Porter Masseau, uh, Tier Masseau Porter. Um, and it's part of their Porter journey. Uh, they take towards roasting the roasty roads of coffee and chocolate. This delicious American Porter gives light notes of sweetness while keeping the rich mouthful, mouthfeel, excuse me. Well, mouthful too. Yeah, that too. If he ever a, opens it. Of an American <laughs> Porter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it is slow-mo. So. <laughs> like a piece of right. velvety tiramisu, this brew will leave you wanting to swim in an Italian sea of coffee and climbing mountains of chocolate. <laughs> when I take the horse coffee. to the water, yeah. will it want to swim in the in Italian, Italian sea, sea or, coffee. Right. or drink, drink the Porter Masseau from Latitude 33? Exactly. So are we, exactly. Are we drinking this? Let's thing? drink we it. Are. Stop reading. Uh, Let's do it. Latitude 33 head brewer Cameron Moffat told us about this when we visited. This is the, speaking of changes, the, the change up they keep doing with that vanilla porter where we politely... Mm. But insistently asked asked mm-hmm. about the return of the vanilla porter to their lineup, and this is what they do is they like to put some spins on it. So this is one well, of the spins spin. they put on their if, if, wonderful if vanilla serves, porter. If memory serves, Jeff, you and Jeff Talent uh, did ask very nicely, multiple times, many times. <laughs> I think I, got I, I still I think I've been sending him daily emails. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that doesn't. We've get had mine. some promises yeah, made yeah. about some beers we love from certain yes. brewers around. So again, this one very light. Like, yeah. I think it's even lighter than the I last really one. I really like yeah, this one. Yeah, it could one. be. This is Personally, I would not like to bathe in a tub of coffee or a pool of coffee, but... I'm not going to again, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is enough. I hear it's good for your skin. Yeah. Yeah. I it was okay, yeah. but I know. Mm, gusta mucho. Yeah, this is very good. This does have a sweetness to it, but not not as much as the yeah. chocolate bomber, which I, it's not called a bomber, so that makes sense. It's, it's a, So you get bombered. A little more subtle on the sweetness. Yeah, I, I actually the, I like this better than the bomber. It's the tiramisu. Yeah, it might be the tiramisu. Yeah. I get a little of the coffee, a little of the vanilla. Yeah. I don't think the coffee's overwhelming, which is nice. And I do definitely get the vanilla. I get a little bit of the coffee on the back end. But I don't, what I liked about the earlier ones is, and I guess this is kind of for me on a porter, is I like the the smokiness. I like the mm-hmm. you know that that smokiness taste that you get out of those kind of those traditional porters. If you like the porter style and you like a little sweetness in your porter or stout. I bet this will be... This is in your wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to be a coffee lover. No. Because I'm not. And I, like I said, I can drink this. Because if you mm. didn't talk about the bathtub of coffee, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't even know. I, would just, I no, didn't talk about it. Well, Tom did. Oh, Tom hey, talked well, about at least, it. Would, at least it's not a shower beer. That is... Yeah. Well, it's a, it's bath a bathtub beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, no, it's very good. Very tasty. And like, I think we all agree. I don't know that Latitude 33 really does anything that's not no. very tasty. Yeah. Everything they do is quality. Yeah. yeah. And we've got to pour one out. And we got a beer for it. Let's yes, pour one out. Let's pour one out. So uh, I believe this is me. And so, guys, I'm sorry to say this, but oh, I'm no. I'm pouring one out for French fries. Ah, ouch. So uh, French fries are, are on their way out because I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, potato crop damage has been a huge issue in the United States and in North oh. America uh, because we've had a very cold, wet winter so far, especially in the early months, uh, October, November, and it's causing a major pota- uh, potato shortage in North America. And this is actually now starting to affect the availability and the price of French fries. Where will I get my carbs? Exactly. So according to a spokesperson for the Idaho Potato Commission, Hmm. okay, this is a quote, French fry demand has just been outstanding lately. Has it ever dipped? And so supplies <laughs> cannot meet the demand. Oh. So we are, this is, we're almost approaching crisis situation here. Yes. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the nation's output of potatoes will drop 6.1% compared to the previous year. And Idaho's output alone is forecast to drop by 5.5%. So we're in dire times. End game, maybe. End game. <laughs> um, so this is time to stock, start stocking up on your potatoes. If you have potatoes somewhere, hoard them. Put them in a dark place, and you will you will maybe reap the rewards at some mm. point. I did here. promise you guys mashed potatoes. Yes, at some you did. Point yeah, soon, yeah, so I better go buy a bag. You better get a bag because uh, it Luck sounds like Irish. it's going to be a dark winter for for. Uh, oh, I can get fries. by without French fries. All We've right. got other things. We have pretzels. That's a good point, and we're good on pretzels. We have yeah. plenty of stock of pretzels. Oh, we're in the Coronado Island Brewing yes. pretzel. Yes, I agree. He, he, uh, Rick Chapman claimed they make the best pretzel in all of Beerland, and. And I've tried a he lot of right. pretzels, and theirs is pretty top-notch. So, 
All right. Keep, but yeah, pour one out for French fries. fries. It's a All sad right. day, uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, they're going to rebound and we'll make yeah, it back. Yeah, they'll rebound. We're, we're Americans, and I'm pretty sure our freedom fries will <laughs> shine to another You brand. know, they might just go up a little in price, yes. but we'll, we'll have our French yes, fries. We they'll find a way yes, to, we will. Do, to uh, have them here. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. All right, so now we're going to move on. We're going to do a little special hops because uh, – Mr. Slomo has returned. He's been back east. He's been up north. He's been all over this country. Um, so, Slomo, tell us where you went, who'd you meet, and what did you drink? Well, it was a long ten days, guys. I can tell you that much. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. First, to start off, I, I was back in the D.C. area, and uh, actually, wait, we need a beer, don't we? Yes, we do. I. Yes, we do. Hopefully, it's a porter. It is a porter, and yeah. uh, surprise, surprise, it's from uh, Sierra Nevada. You guys drank that other one already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's porter night, man. <laughs> Wait it's a second. Out. You went all over this country, and the and beer you brought us back, back is yeah. from Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> all right. Cons- Not surprising. Consistent. Well, yeah. Consistent. Yeah, the consistency <laughs> is there. Mr. Consistency. Sure. I like it. So, so what, uh, tell us about this porter from Sierra Nevada. Uh, well, I would have. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's coming! It's, it's gone. coming around. The doctor is slow mo. Uh, can tell us everything yeah. there is to know about Sierra Nevada that's, from day one to yesterday. Yeah, that's, without looking at the bottle. No, that, that's a. Uh, see that's, now, this one's very dark and rich in color. Has a nice, the nice foam head on the top. Ooh. I like the look of it. Cheers. Yeah, the oh, other two. Like the, the, cheers. The smell of it is is. I was a little disappointed. The other two, and, and I don't know if it's the way they were bottled or the way we poured. It could have been either. Didn't Probably have us. much head to them, but this one yeah. has a nice yeah. thick. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes, it's it's always been one of my favorites. It was one of oh, the first. Very good. It, it was probably the first porter I ever had. Uh, surprise, surprise! There. Yeah, that big surprise. Um, but uh, and it's it's one of the the first three beers that uh, Sierra Nevada did behind uh, the Stout and the Forever Classic Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I've heard of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty good beer for my hair. Uh, but uh, this one was uh, is is five point six ABV, uh, and it's perfect uh, for the the home brews and dreaming of of starting a brewery back way back in the the eighties. Uh, back then, one of our favorites was the porter made with homemade malt roasted in our kitchen. Uh, decades later, we still love the rich bitterness and the roasted malt flavors of that original beer, and that's what we got right here. Very good. You know, this has that almost like a rye, yes. a rye flavor I agree. to it. Yeah. No sweetness. Just no, our no. roasted, yeah. some bitterness, kind of like that um, unsweetened <laughs> chocolate type. Most sweet. definitely, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Something's triggering your brain saying sweet, but it doesn't taste sweet in your mouth. Exactly. So anyway, getting back to the travels. Uh, first stop was Washington, D.C. Uh, had a couple location uh, drops there. Logan's Tavern uh, in the downtown D.C. area. Had uh, a couple flights there, and the standout was uh, from Port City Brewing. Uh, it was Optimal Wit, which was a wit beer. I think I gave it like a four. Uh, and then I had to go to Church Key uh, in the downtown D.C. area. It, it's not a brewery, but it's, it's a restaurant and uh, club where they have over 500 beers, uh, either in wow. bottles and or on tap. And I had Did you it, try them all? Uh, <laughs> I, I ran <laughs> out of steam. We were egging them on. I ran out of steam that night, guys. Oh. Sorry, I didn't get it all done. But uh, I have to give a shout out to Megan, who is the bartender there, and then Tom, who was the general manager on duty that night. Good name, Tom. Uh, they set me up with a, a couple of great flights, uh, and some standouts was Florence from Farmhouse Ale. Uh, it was a Saison. Um, and then Dunley Place was an IPA uh, from Aslan Beer Company. And then Spellbound, which uh, is a, was a stout from Crooked Run. Uh, so I had a great time, great atmosphere. Uh, I was there late night in the middle of the week, and the place was absolutely packed at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday night. So a uh, great place. Uh, then we cruised out to uh, hung out with my brother, his family, uh, hit a couple places. Uh, but the standout to me uh, was Neo Pizza. I had a couple play, uh, porters there, uh, Pontius Port uh, from Denizens. And then at the Chesapeake Brewery, which Pontus was Pontus Port. Yeah. Pontus Port. That's a great name. That's good, yeah. Pontus Port. Um, Chesapeake Brewing Company. 
this was a cool place. I think I sent you guys a couple of pictures of the the flight tap handles that they had. Mm. Uh, this was def- this is definitely an aviator uh, hangout. Uh, one of the tap handles was carved in, as a F eighteen, and the other the other one was a Millennium Falcon. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, and they had the uh, the Chesapeake Sour Power. Joe, you would have enjoyed that one. That was yeah. a great sour. Um, and then they had Charles Chuck Brown, uh, which was a brown ale that was really solid. Um, then cruised into the Middleton Tavern, uh, which is a place that's been around since the Revolutionary War, believe oh, it or not. that's really cool. Um, and it used to be an, uh, a famous haunt for George Washington and his uh, posse. Should have got some Harris Porter. <laughs> oh, please tell <laughs> me they had Mr. Harris Porter. Yeah, did you get a Mr. Harris Porter? I, I did not. Oh. I did, not. did you see if they had it? Dashed. I did not. Yeah. I did wow. not. So, Opportunities uh, missed. I know, right? It's all right. Next time. Um, so that uh, hit a couple other places. Uh, but then the next uh, good place was Duclaw uh, Brewing. Uh, based in, up in Baltimore. Yeah, I went there when it was, I visited your brother one time as well. We went to the club. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. There yeah, you go. I remember that. That was a great place. And they had uh, Sweet Baby Jesus, which was a porter. Yeah, and I, and, great. And, and I got to tell you, you know, I'm not a yeah. I'm not a big key lime pie guy, but I've had two key lime pie beers. Apparently, you are now. One one from McMinimins, yeah. which was off the chart. You're a sour guy. Yeah. What about Latitude yeah. 33? They had one too. Did uh, you have theirs? I don't remember that oh, one. Oh, it was over the summer. Really um, but they had one called My, My, My Key Lime Pie, and that was a solid yeah. sour. So apparently you are a key lime pie guy. Yeah. Oh, just in beer form. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so that kind of finished up the, the East Coast tour, and then we flew back and then drove up Thanksgiving Day to, to see my son Jake up there in Sonoma State. And uh, we went up to, did uh, unfortunately, we did a little bit of wine tasting as well, Jeff. Sorry. Yeah, it happens. Skip over that. Um, yeah, let's skip but, that part. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Pass. Yeah. Uh, but went uh, to Bear Republic. Uh, they had a really good vibe there. Uh, some great food. I uh, ran into the general manager there. His name was Marcin. Uh, really nice guy. Uh, gave me some tips and some pointers on what they had on tap there. Isn't that Racer uh, 5? Yeah, Racer 5. Racer 5, wow. Racer yeah. five is great. I like that one. Uh, had uh, a wheat beer two weeks in Berlin. Uh, Red Rocket Ale. Which was a red ale, obviously. Uh, my son's favorite was El Oso, which was a Mexican lager. Oh, there you go, Jeff. Right. That's good for Spanish him. Spanish for I've the Oso. I've always liked that kid. Yes, yeah, that's very good. He's a good kid. Skills. Yeah, like uh, Hashtag skills. Yeah. There you go. Like Look Google. it up. Don't believe me. You're like Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> In a much ha- more handsome form. Yes. yes. <laughs> but my favorite was uh, Hop Shovel, which was an IPA. And it was uh, surprisingly very smooth and even taste. And I brought you guys back some beers. Uh, which we'll, I'll share with you guys on a future episode here. Um, Maybe on Unique Night. Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. Maybe yeah, because I didn't get to go to uh, Bear Republic. Remember that? That was a, that was a I dark I do day. remember that. Yeah. Because we had to go to a winery instead. I know. That was yeah, right. that's why I didn't believe your wife was at a winery for 30 minutes yeah. because <laughs> I've spent four hours at one winery with yeah, her. But I've learned since then. Pouting. A lot of time. manage that. A lot Kicking of time the dirt. A lot of time, time with the therapist. A lot of time with the therapist. Mm-hmm. And I've learned of, to, to manage that. And I figured out I figured out how to resolve that now. Yeah. So you know, Hopefully she doesn't listen to this because now she's now going to know my secret plan. But I learned from experience. You can't claim that you were allergic yeah. to the sulfides in oh, wine. Oh, that's a good thing. Go. Okay. Yeah, I need doctor. It can't be within 10 miles. No, yeah. No, I'm doctor. pretty sure that's true, actually. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm allergic. Hey, Doc, can you write me a... Uh, I can write a prescription. Thank you. Grumpy, okay. yeah, for yeah. sure. Put it on a cork. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and then uh, I was going to go to the hen house, but Jeff had that one covered already in his trip up there. So I ended up going to the flagship tap room. Now, this place isn't a brewery. But what they do is they have a collective of a lot of top beers, uh, mainly on the West Coast, but actually across the country and even internationally. Uh, and what, the reason why I say internationally is because one of the beers I had was from Iceland. Uh, it was called Icelandic Doppelbach. Uh, and it was definitely a, a, a Bach beer. And it's from Einstock Olguero. Oh, wow. Mm, that's so impressive. Doppelbach is yeah. Yeah. double Bach. Nice. Man, you are. In Spanish, wow. right? You exactly. are. In Spanish. You are. In, <laughs> you're like a polyglot <laughs> in beer terms. Hey, those are fighting words. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry about that. So that was actually. I can write just as well with one hand <laughs> yes. as the other. Yeah. That was actually a pretty solid beer. Um, they had another one called Stout Mama. <laughs> from Revision Beer Brewing up in Brick Nevada. House. Yeah. Brick That's House, what that exactly. should be called. Yeah, it should be called. She, just let it all hang out. Well, send it to him, yeah. yeah. 
Mm -hmm. And then they had uh, my other favorite from just from a name standpoint was Death and Taxes. Uh, It was a lager uh, from Moonlight Brewing Company. Very cool. Um, And Kyle, I got to give a shout out to Kyle up there because he was pretty solid. Nice job, Kyle. So, uh, yeah. So uh, fun was had by all. I think I sent you guys a couple of pictures of the untapped uh, tagline at the bottom there. Where it was all lined up with uh, ILB logos across yes, the bottom. That was very yeah, cool. Nicely so, done. Yeah. So, uh, so that we're glad you're back. Yeah, we're yeah, even yeah, happier yeah. that you brought beers back to share uh, at a future date, as well as the uh, Sarah Nevada right here. So good to have you back, Tom. Thank yeah. you guys. Um, our theme tonight: change. Doctor, what does our resident marine biologist have to tell us about change in the watery parts of the world? Well, you know, there's a lot of things changing in the watery world, but something that's been changing over the last decade or so. On the East Coast, in the Chesapeake Bay, 82% of smallmouth bass, the males, are undergoing sex changes. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, we're not that kind of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, 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 it's going on. And it's crazy. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Not, we don't judge. No, what pronouns no, do they use? No. It's the males. The males' testes are starting to produce eggs. Wow. Yeah. Why is that? Because there's all the Because estrogen. nature finds a way. I yeah. saw it on Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why is that? Because of all the... All the estrogen in the water, the women, the homo sapien women, <laughs> taking oh, birth oh. control pills, oh, I see. are peeing estrogen. It's getting into the waterways, and it's actually making the, the fish, the fish uh, you know, produce eggs. Really? Wow. Yeah. So this, is, this the, may be one of the few things that men haven't screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Tal. So, well, there's a reason why you're on birth control pills. Cheers, Tal. Yeah, you know, man. There is a reason. But I'm yeah, yeah, root cause, yes. male. It might yeah. be the only thing I've ever heard of. There's that a change. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But, but indirectly, we are at fault. There's a change going on. There's a change going on. That's a crazy story. Crazy story. Estrogen from the pill, really? Yeah, right. Isn't that crazy? You know, you learn something new every day on this podcast. (laughs) You do. That's why people tune in. That's why they should be sharing to get us to 2,000. So what do we learn? Women in the East Coast? Stop, Stop peeing. peeing in the water. Stop peeing. Stop peeing in the, at in the least water. In the water. At least in the no, water. They're just they peeing get in the toilet. Yeah, get it's getting out to the water. Uh, okay. But they have a great sewage system. That's what we're learning. <laughs> yeah, or fix They the just need system. to hold it. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Slow mo, you got some changes to discuss? Uh, yeah, I guess you guys tapped me with a real tough subject uh, things about Chico. So, thanks, guys. <laughs> stay in your lane, slow mo. <laughs> yeah, stay in your lane. Know your role. Know your role. So, do you want to hear about Chico State? Yes. You know, we I, want to hear how much Chico and Sierra Nevada have changed since your days there in the 1900s. Yes. yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, 1900s. Yeah. Exactly, Last millennium. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that in 1987, when they were really starting to get their feet under them, they were distributing in seven states, and they had reached about 12,000 uh, U.S. barrels per year, uh, which at that point they had to, to grow and expand. Uh, and now, at this point in time, as of 2016, they are brewing That's over... three years ago. Four years ago. Thank what? you. Sorry. You're a mathematician. As, as of well. 2016, That's you know, awesome. I had to get the most current data. You got some current data going yeah. on there. Uh, they're doing over a million barrels a year. That's a lot of change. So, yeah, crazy. And then, But then the disappointing part with regards they're to Cal State Chico... Ooh, nice word. And I learned that what from is, the doctor. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> in, I in have what, to ask the doctor. In what language? Oh, <laughs> everywhere. That's everywhere. Latin for everywhere. Thank you. Okay. In, in uh, 1987, 88, when I was up at Chico State, the the female to male ratio was basically a two to one. Uh, now it's almost... Uh, all the estrogen in the water? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and now because of all the estrogen in the water, <laughs> that yeah. has changed. What has happened? And so, now... So now it's almost even, 54% yeah. to happened. 46%. Mm. That's exactly what happened. So you poor males, you're missing out. Well, thank, thank you, Slomo, for the update on all things Chico and Sierra Nevada. My wild guess is you will have more information for us each and every podcast that we ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a new segment, the Sierra Nevada segment yeah, with yeah, Slomo. Yeah, and now, good. more about, not till we get some sponsorship yes. from Sierra Nevada. I, when we, I when thought we, we tell them about Tom, <laughs> I thought we were sponsored by hey, Sierra Nevada. We're with not how much we wait, talk wait, about wait. it. Hey, all this yeah. chit chat, when the hell are we going to drink another beer? Oh, oh that's, that's, that's true. Great yeah. segue, Tom. We could do that now. We have are we one. ready? I, I see have, one lined up. We have one right here ready to rock and roll. So 
Do you want me to go into this one? Or yes, you, I've got yeah. an empty glass. So okay. Open that damn beer. Okay. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> before, before we have violence on the set here, I'm going to open this beer. I'm going to pass it over to him Whoa, oh, yeah, slowly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I'm going to go, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about this beer. So this beer wow. I'm super excited about. If it's half as good as the other, and then the other one's twice as here's good. Here's the deal, and this is really what happens, is, is sometimes you see a beer at a place, and you see what it is, and it brings back memories, and you just go, I got to have that beer. I don't know that the beer, I think it's a great beer, but I don't know if it could ever lift up to what like my expectation was when I first saw it and I'll give you a little history on this so this is from Vancouver Island Brewing uh, which first of all has one of the coolest logos all at all times because it is an orca and everything they have is all orca and we're a super pro orca podcast Um, and so this is uh, what they call this they call this the orca is Latin for killer whale thank you uh, the Nanaimo bar, I thought it was Latin for Shamu <laughs> or blackfish. I don't know which one. Can yeah, we talk about that? Is it too yeah, soon? Yeah, I think it might be too, too soon. soon. Sorry guys. Take that one back. Yeah. Anyways, this is known as the Nanaimo bar Porter and why that, if you may not be a big deal for you guys, but, um, I've talked to you guys about Nana and her hundredth birthday a couple sure. of years ago. Sure. So Nana is my wife's uh, grandmother. And when we first started dating many, many, many years ago, uh, around Christmas time, she would make these desserts called Nanaimo bars. And I, and, and when you have one, it is the greatest dessert you've ever had. And I've, I've become infatuated. I've become a connoisseur. In fact, when I go to Canada, it's the first thing I do is I go find a place, I get Nanaimo bars and it's like my, my favorite thing. So for me to walk into Vancouver brewing and they have a Nanaimo bar Porter, I was like beside myself when I saw this. Yeah, and fun. so, um, Basically, what it says here, it says this, this dessert-style porter combines the many layers of the classic Nanaimo bar, which was once voted Canada's favorite confection, starting with chocolate on top, vanilla in the middle, and finally a basement of coconut with a decadent sweetness throughout. It's basically a bake sale treat in a can. Mm. So this is the Nanaimo bar porter. Right. And, and it was, cheers. Cheers. And so I actually was up in their tasting room talking to them, and I was tasting this, and I had some Nanaimo bars with it. So I did a oh. food pairing mm. with real Nanaimo bars right. as I tasted oh. it. Said. This is my favorite beer of the night. Yeah, and I said to oh. them, and that's funny, I actually Ooh, said to them, I said, I did that. And the guy goes, he goes, hey, it's funny. He goes, when we were trying to figure out the right formula, that's what we did. He goes, I ate so many Nanaimo bars on the night we had it. And, nice. Um, oh, so it was very this cool. This is so, fantastic. Oh, so one, really of, one of my favorites, and I was really excited that they had it in cans, so I was able good to bring job. it home. Um, and uh, on PGW 4.0, we're going we're gonna to head there, and oh, gonna, you guys are going to love this that. place. Cheers. We're going to so. go. Cheers. And uh, yes. Joe and I are going to go scuba diving there and find some wolf eels. Yeah, we're going to hug a wolf It is the field. only brewery. It has like a little graham crackery. Yeah, because there's graham crackers in the Nanaimo bars. It says. So graham crackers are triple layered. Nanaimo bars are triple layered where you have chocolate on the top, you have vanilla in the middle, and then you kind of have a graham cracker base on the bottom, and they just all go together. Yeah, you can taste that in here for sure. We might have to have a quest while we're there to find the best Beers yeah. and best Nanaimo bars. I can tell you, I've pretty much been to most of them. I can take you there. So, yeah. More importantly, I think the doctor's with me on this. <laughs> I'm going Shawshank. 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 Wow. Ooh, there I'm, there. Nice. I'm there. I'm there. It's nice. We sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men. Hell, we could have been tarring the roof of one of our own houses. We were the lords of all creation. Very cool. So, yeah, it's a great, great brewery. So if you're ever up on Vancouver Island, they're actually in a lot of places now, but Vancouver Island, uh, they cool brewery, uh, neat people. And like I said, they've got a lot of really good good beers. And they're actually one of the only breweries I've ever been to that in their swag, they sell a paddleboard with their logo on it because it has the orca on it. So it's pretty cool. So they're they're a really neat place. So The scientific name of an orca is Orsinus Orca. Thank you for that. That's, you that's what is that? Latin for? Grampus, Grampus dolphin. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, that's different. Grampus, no, Grampus no, dolphin is different. That's a Rizzo's dolphin. Yes. <laughs> Story there, but for another time, because right. it doesn't have anything to do with change. That's right. Uh, talent, what do you want to tell us about change? Well, I'm going to talk about change just on a more personal, because when I saw this, I was a little intimidated by the topic. You know, uh, I, I picked then, big concepts. Yes, but then after some serious self-reflection, I thought about change and how I've changed uh, since I met you guys. And without getting too teary-eyed. I'm already was, crying. Yes. I'm going to give a big shout-out to my, my, my compatriot, Joe. Because I think Joe, because he stayed on that sour wagon, <laughs> has changed me. And, uh, and uh, I actually went to a brewery this last weekend, and I ordered sours. That's oh, all I ordered. Gosh. And that would have never happened without you, Joe. Yeah. So, oh, so Joe, I love you, man. Yeah. Check this out. Jeff at large. Our, our good friend Jeff at large, who's only a hophead, right? San Diego State football game a couple right. weekends ago, showed up with sours, with sours oh, for us to gosh. enjoy the, the Mickler raspberry nice. blush. That's all, and, and I said, good "Is this sauce. just for me?" He goes, "No, for me too." <laughs> you're you're changing people, Jeff. Uh-huh. Changing, changing. Do we Thanks. have a song for that? <laughs> 
Cheers. Yeah, this is where you get to sing. Yes. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, we'll dub that well, in. Well, thank you, beautiful. talent. That, that was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I wanted to run through some of the most significant changes for mankind. Oh. Taming fire. Yes. Mm. Yes. Invention of the wheel. Yes. Yes. Although it took a shockingly long time to apply wheels to luggage and ice chests. Good point. Right. Probably embarrassingly long. The Gutenberg printing press. Yeah. April 7th, 1933, the 21st Amendment repealed. Some change just puts us back on track, which is why April 7th is National Beer Day. Mm. 1978, homebrewing legalized for the first time since 1920, which spurred the craft beer revolution. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. 1935, beer was sold in cans, so that changed everything, too. Uh, Doctor, this one for for you. 1992... The wife carrying contest in Finland begins. <laughs> it was a change to an old tradition of Rokanian the robber who used to test yes. potential gang members right. by having them carry sacks of grain over their shoulders through an obstacle course. Of course, jazz, music, and rock and roll. And J.J. Abrams for rebooting Star Wars. Some of the most important, most significant changes for mankind. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. To change. change. Here's the change. Change, change. Things change. Mm-hmm. Oh, where were we? That so was so good. Oh, back by popular demand. Everybody is writing in. They're calling in. They're standing out our windows and shouting in. Everyone wants it back. Beer or not a beer, which we've played around with beer or BS. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to kind of see which beer way. Beer or not a beer. Beer or not a beer is or beer. Either beer. way. I'm going to introduce yeah. it both ways. Yeah. Beer <laughs> or not a beer with right. Dr. Todd. Right. Or beer or BS with Dr. Todd. Okay, so you guys listening. Yes. I'm going to tell you Give you four beers. I'm ready. One of them is not a beer. And that was kind of tricky tonight. So you got to really pay attention here. It was tricky last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. Here we go. Four beers. Three are really beers. I got to get in the zone. One I made up. Okay. Here we go. Wait a minute. How many did you make up? I made up one. Okay. One. All right. Three are not really beers. Real. Okay, here we go. The first one is Great Head Beer. Made up. Light in body <laughs> with a subtle hopping balance and, of course, a stiff head. And a, a mouthfeel. <laughs> Number two, sit your ass down. <laughs> it's sticky, hoppy, and delicious. Sit your ass down and drink it now. That's number two. Okay. Number three. Oh my gosh. Tactical man. nuclear penguin, an American imperial stout. And the last one, hoppy ending pale ale, <laughs> which is not a beer. One, great head beer. Two, sit your ass down. Three, tactical nuclear penguin. Or four, hoppy ending beer. Oh Talent, which gosh. is not a beer. Woo, that's a tough one this week. <laughs> I'm going to go with number one. Great head beer. Great head right. beer. Number I'm number two. one, yeah. Number one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we need an answer. I'm going to go with number three. Number three, which is tactical nuclear penguin. I forgot what number four was. And number four was a hoppy ending pale ale. Oh, that's real. That's got to be real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with... Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Oh, boy. All right. Well, let me start with number four. Hoppy Ending Pale Ale is a West Coast IPA from Palo Alto Brewing. Yeah. Number three was tacti- Tactical Nuclear Penguin. It's actually American Imperial Stout. It's from BrewDog. Uh, it's actually, interesting enough, America's, it's the strongest beer. Really? 32% ABV. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, no it's tactical. Right. Okay. Sit your ass down. Actually, it really is a beer from Against the Grain Brewery, Louisville, Kentucky. And number one, Great Head Beer. Now, believe it or not, though, there is, I changed it slightly. There really is a beer called Good Head Beer. Oh, right. But who wants that? Yeah. That's for, uh, the Aussies make that yeah, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so I changed it just slightly. To I need to get a can of Sit Your Ass Down. <laughs> yeah, so I can just walk hey, around with that beer. That was from Louisville, Kentucky. That is awesome. Nice. Sit your ass Great down. job, Doc. Yeah. Great job. I don't think the uh, calls will stop after that. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for our um, holiday. Yeah, we're going to do a name exchange for our holiday beer exchange this year. So we're trying to find uh, a unique that is specifically dialed in for your ILB team member, uh, whoever you choose out of the hat. And you will share this on Unique Night um, with Craft Beer 007, Mike Lopez. And any listener can send us any beer if they think that it might uh, fit out. this game. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, Help. yeah. Send us a name yeah. if you've got one. Yeah. Let the doctor uh, 
get a head start on the next few episodes. Mm. All right. I'm guessing Sierra Nevada. That celebration doesn't count. All right. Anybody get their own name? We're going to have to. I did not. Foresee that. Okay. Uh, Doctor, who you got? So. I just need to preface this and ask a question. So it has to be a, a unique beer that they have not had, but into the what you style you think they would like. Yes. Both, right? both yes. of those are true. A so unique that they will appreciate. Can I ask a question? Does Sierra Nevada put out like a special beer around the holiday times? <laughs> you should find it's out. Because I got slow-mo. It's called Celebration. <laughs> and I got the talent, and he's got a lot of beers on his uh, untapped, but I could probably find it. You got the hardest job, huh? There you go. I'm going to sit your ass down. I have to find a beer with two clavicles because I have the doctor. <laughs> Well, that just leaves you, Jeff. Yeah. You got me? Okay. I got you. And I got Joe. I got you covered. There we go. All right. And I, and I think I've got one. Nice. I, I was, I'm excited to I'm, get it. I'm, I'm happy. I, I put my son on a, on a mission to Wait. pick up something. Right. It's a sour. And now I know why. And now Shh. I know why. Why not? It's, it's a Could be a Belgian. Could be a Belgian. Belgian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Could be yeah, a Polish yeah, yeah. beer. It could be. <laughs> Gonna be surprised. We won't How know. Many All right. Polacks is it so, to open them? Happy bag. hunting, boys, <laughs> and we'll bring something back for a unique night with Mike Lopez. That should be fun. He doesn't exist. Also <laughs> back by popular demand. Lighten up, Francis. This is also people pounding on our windows. When are you doing another one? Well, it's time. I've got I've got tonight's lighten up, Fran- or LUF, as the kids say. Vegan man sues Burger King over the Impossible Whopper touching the same grill as a meat burger. I can see that. His argument (laughs) being there wasn't significant signage to warn vegans that Mm. the Impossible Whopper could be grilled on the same surface as a real Whopper and that a special request is required to have the meatless option prepared in a fully meat-free way. Really? Hmm. All right. I hear, I see that. Yeah. Dude, you went to Burger King. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> True. Yes. There's sure. a 15-year-old kid working the grill. You're lucky if he even washed his hands after <laughs> taking a whiz and smoking a doobie <laughs> on his break, and you're worried about a little beef grease on your patty. You are willingly patronizing a restaurant that serves over 2.1 billion, mostly wheat meat whoppers a year. So you, sir, forfeit the right to complain. Lighten up, Francis. But don't they claim have it your way? Oh, good uh, point. There you uh, go. Yeah, his complaint was there wasn't enough signage uh-huh. or notice uh-huh. to have it. But his it was way. probably the best vegan burger he ever had. <laughs> yeah, right, because it probably was a meat burger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's been eating. He's been eating vegan burgers. <laughs> exactly. <at> <laughs> he said they taste right, just right. like meat. That oh. same 15 year old yeah. isn't really <laughs> yeah, getting the vegan burger. He's there. not gonna know the difference. So, so he's I, gonna love this. Yeah. <laughs> I have, speaking of uh, fast food restaurants, I also have a Lighten Up Francis. Oh, you do? Oh, I do. Whoa. You ready? You have a what? A Luff. Lighten Up Francis. So speaking of uh, fast food restaurants, uh, police recently arrested a woman in Tennessee on, aggravate, on aggravated assault and unlawful possession of a weapon charge after she pointed a gun at a McDonald's employee because they gave her ketchup instead of jelly with her order. So the woman, <laughs> the woman was coming through the drive-thru. We got a winner. Yes. The woman was uh, coming through the drive-thru and became upset when she received ketchup instead of the jelly she asked for. Of course she was mad. She drove all the way from Florida to yeah. Tennessee for her breakfast. <laughs> so she pulled a gun on them, and uh, the police came and arrested her. She pulled her, so. a gun on them. Yes. So she I, was peeved. Yeah. So I think I the way I look at this, I, I believe I know that we all get a little frustrated when our drive-thru orders are <laughs> get messed up. But come on. Lighten up, Francis. Wow. That's it. I'm never going to fulfill my career as a in the fast food industry. That's I'm true. going to stick yeah. to what I do here. Another reason yeah. not to work there. Yeah. yeah. As we close in on the end of the year, we head toward the first annual ILB Beersies. So once again, the Beersies are our end of the year awards where we have a select number of categories and some nominees uh, that we've had either visited, tasted, uh, you know, or have knowledge of. And uh, so we've got about, I don't know, about seven, eight categories and, and some great nominees. And then we will be uh, announcing the winners of our beersies at the first annual Beersy uh, Award Night. Very good. Let's hear them. Best microbrew hangout. So we've got Viewpoint, Crux Fermentation Project, Ale Smith. Uh, again, Ale Smith is a little caveat because of the Tony Gwynn Museum. Yeah. Best beer name. So we have Jump the Shark from New Glory in Sacramento, Drink This or Bees Will Die from Duckfoot in San Diego. 
Unlock the Time Dragon from Cosmic Eye Brewing in Nebraska, Latitude 33's Clouds of Tang from Vista, and Wookie Love from Culver Brewing in Carlsbad, California. And we didn't know about Citras Down at the yeah, point when they did. Year. But next year, uh, Citras winner, Down yeah. is an early, an early front runner. Okay, if you want to get yeah. to Vegas and put your bets in now, <laughs> that would be oh, probably your, your well, bet there. We also had a couple weeks ago, <laughs> Old Leg Humper. That's that a good one, too. <laughs> so. Uh, so next we have Best Fruit Beer. Uh, Prohibition Peach Wheat, Coronado Buried at Sea, Pure Project Sunset Crush, and Final Drafts Miso Blackberry. Best Ale, Alpine Truck Trails, Pint 9 from Nebraska, their Cloud Jumper, and once again, Duckfoot, Drink This or Bees Will Die. Best Mexican Lager, Alesmith's Sublime and Thorn Street's Barrio Lager, Rip Current's Corriente Negra, and Prohibition's Gringo Loco. Best Oktoberfest Marzen. You have Culver's Oktoberfest, Wavelength's Mars and Attacks, and Carl Strauss's Oktoberfest. Best Dark Beer. Uh, Little Miss Wartime Chocolate Cake, Aztec's Macaroon Nut Brown, Devil's Canyon Full Bore Scotch Ale, and Bear Roots Bear Cookie, and then Backwood Brewing's Company's Pecan Pie. Side note, Talent just brought me a six-pack of Devil Canyon Full Bore Scotch Ale. I love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Best Sour. A McKellar's Raspberry Blush. Coronado's Tiki Sunset, Latitude 33's The Wind Cries Berries. And we have put a few of these categories out for vote via social media. We'll be putting a, uh, we'll also be putting it to a vote with the ILB team. Winners of the first annual ILB Beersies will be announced after the new year. Stay tuned. Hey, thanks for listening, sharing a few beers and stories with us. Remember, beer the change you want to see in the world. Happy holidays. And now we gotta run. The order is rapidly fading. And the first one I will let